The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. You're welcome back to The Hard Shoulder. Kieran Cuddy with you until seven o'clock uh, this evening. Of course, we're going to be looking back on the week that was with the final furlong in just a few minutes. Uh, but chief amongst those things to look back on, of course. Uh, would be the passing of Sinead O'Connor. We have been talking about it, as everyone has, since the news broke on Wednesday, and I think people will continue to talk about it for some time yet. Uh, with me now is Victoria Mary Clark and uh, Sheikh Dr. Umar Al-Khadri, uh, both of whom uh, knew Sinead. Folks, you're very welcome to the show and thanks for taking the time. Uh, Victoria, when did you first meet Sinead? Um, gosh, we were 20 at the time, I think, at a long time ago. Um that would have been in the 80s. Yeah. And? My flat, BP Fallon brought her to our flat in London to meet Shane, really, more than me. Um, and she, I think Mandinka was out, but um, I'm not sure about the, the, the Nothing Compares to You, but uh, so she wasn't like massively famous, but she was like, people were very aware of her because she was so different and so new and so fresh and so kind of challenging to the, to everybody, you know. And what were your first impressions, yourself and Shane's first impressions of her? Well, I think we both thought she was very quiet uh, for such a, a loud singer, if you know what I mean. So, like, you, you, you'd hear her sing really loud, and then she was uh, she talked and was like, really quiet, and she's really shy. And, um, yeah, she, she seemed incredibly lacking in confidence as a as a person compared to her stage persona. But very sweet, like incredibly sweet as well. And I mean so kind of the opposite yeah. of the of what she was like on on stage. Yeah. You you like yeah. you, it sounds like you, you wouldn't have got a sense after that first meeting that she would like she would go on to kind of have the impact right around the world that she did. No, because it seemed you know, she was timid. And I suppose she was always a contradiction because she was so, um, you know, so serious and so funny at the same time. And and I always thought, because we became really, really close friends and we spent a lot of time together. And I always thought she was really so different to me as a woman because she was incredibly beautiful, like so naturally beautiful. But she didn't give a shit about it. Like she really didn't care. <laughs> Yeah. And it didn't mean anything to her. Whereas I would be like desperately trying to look better all the time, you know, trying to put on, you know, better makeup, more better clothes, like dieting and all that. And she didn't do any of that stuff. And that was just like for me so interesting and refreshing as a woman to meet somebody who just didn't care about what she looked like or what men thought of her or whether men approved of her. You know, like here's me in my high heels and here's Sinead in her docks. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was just really she was just incredibly cool and incredibly inspiring and like did, what, uh, through all the years then you would have known her and, and and met her I mean did she change much as a person or were those kind of fundamentals always the same no I don't think that changed I mean she said she always was like that about her looks she was never interested she thought it was silly you know the idea of having to wear makeup was ridiculous um, and she sometimes did it for fun, and she kind of thought it was a bit of a joke. And I remember like, going to a sex shop with her once, and, you know, we were trying on all this stuff. And I, did, I think she just made fun of a lot of the stuff that people take seriously, 
you know, she thought sex was very funny and she had a picture of her her bottom painted that she put up above her bed so that people could see her ass. It was, she was incredibly funny. And I don't suppose, you know, people don't necessarily always see that side of her. And, I mean, how impressed were you then from, well, not necessarily from afar, not, not not as far away as the rest of us watching, you knew her, but I mean, how impressed were you when you saw her on things like, you know, Saturday Night Live and ripping up the picture, the the, the Pope and all these other performances that people have been oh. watching back? Oh my God, I was so, so, so thrilled when she did that. And I couldn't believe that people didn't take it the way it was meant. You know, I couldn't believe that people didn't understand how much the Catholic Church oppressed people, especially women and children, in in the, this country. I mean, it seemed so obvious to me. And I was just like, why did people not take that the wrong way? Why didn't people applaud? You know, why wasn't she given a Nobel Prize? <laughs> I didn't get it. Um, yeah, I mean, I was also incredibly impressed with how much she poured her heart and soul into her work. You know, she didn't take it lightly. She wasn't very wasn't like a lot of my friends who are pretty casual about it you know they don't don't take it that seriously but she really really took it seriously and and a million percent when uh, she sang like a million percent and i'm going to speak to um, dr umar al-kadri in just a moment but i mean her her faith as well how much in your interactions did she wear her faith on her sleeve well we talked a lot about about spirituality and faith over the years, because it was always my one of my huge interests was um, energy and angels and all that stuff. Spirituality, I suppose you call it. And so she was also incredibly interested in that. So we had a lot of in common, um, because I think we both just thought that was incredibly important. And whether you know whatever way you find it, like she, so, she was a Rastafarian when I met her, and then. You know, she became a priest, and when she became a priest, she let me um, come with her when she said mass, and so I would like, you know, uh, help her, like as a as an altar person, I suppose you call it. Um, and I thought it, she did it really beautifully. And I again, I couldn't really understand why did the church not um, appreciate her being so devout, devout and interested in in their religion. And promoting it to women, you know, and, and making it like, why, why shouldn't women be priests? I don't see any reason why they shouldn't. So I think she was so ahead of her time. And I'm, I expect in the future women will be priests, you know, but it will come sometime in the future. But, yeah, she was just mm. ahead of her time. Yeah, well, listen, you mentioned, you know, she was Rastafarian for a while. She became a priest. More laterally, she found uh, a home in Islam. And Sheikh Dr. Umar Al-Qadri is with us, the founder and chair of the Irish Muslim Council. Uh, Umar, you're welcome to the show and and thank you for talking to us as well. Um, Tell me about the Sinead that you knew. Gormila Magat for inviting me to speak. Um, You know, Sinead O'Connor... Uh, was a wonderful person, uh, a beautiful human being, one with a blessed soul, and one that I immediately, when I met her for the first time in 2018, uh, realized that uh, she she was very down-to-earth and humble and um, very much for equality. You know, uh, when I met her for the first time, she contacted me in 2018, and she said that she wanted to uh, have a chat with me about Islam, um, and I did not have a clue who Sinead O'Connor was. 
Uh, I re- grew up in the Netherlands and I'm of a younger generation than those people that know her, uh, mostly listen to her. So I wasn't very familiar. In fact, I didn't know at all. And uh, we met and um, we we met for about two hours and she had many questions. And I was surprised that she did her homework. I mean, it wasn't somebody who came to meet me to just find out about basic information about Islam. It was someone who had actually studied different faiths, traditions, and had in-depth studied the Qur'an and had specific questions uh, about theology uh, and, and spirituality. And after our first meeting, she uh, said she would you know, be, be in touch with me. Um, and she did tell me her name and she asked me not to talk to anybody about it. And I, this was a strange kind of request uh, for me because I was assuming, well, why would I talk about uh, this with someone else? And I asked her, is there any particular reason? And she said, well, you don't know me. Um, just do a Google re- Google search when you get home, uh, when, when you get a chance. So uh, in the evening later on, when I did the Google search and I Googled Sinead O'Connor, I realized uh, that this was an artist. This was uh, a, yeah. you know, a, a very uh, big artist. I mean, not just an artist, a super uh, you know, um, star in, in, in music and in arts. Uh, so... Then we met for the second time after some time, and uh, she had some questions. We had dinner together, and this is when she said, uh, I am ready, Umar. I want to embrace Islam. And she was very open, very direct. And what I loved about her was that even though she had studied so much, so many different religious tra- traditions, she had gone through a lot of difficulties, challenges in her life. Still, despite all of that, she was very uh, you know, down-to-earth, humble, and very simple. I mean, uh, she would talk suddenly about um, the importance of uh, equality, diversity, uh, and, and and being inclusive. And then she could talk about spirituality. Um, I mean, you know, at the same time, having said that, I obviously did realize that uh, she, when I spoke to her after that on many occasions, um, even after the death of her son, that she has had a lot of challenges in her life, a lot of trials and difficulties. And these difficulties that she had in her life, they they, they provided her with spiritual growth. And uh, I, I would say that despite all these difficulties, trials, she was an amazing human being who tried her best uh, to always be kind, to be compassionate, uh, to be helpful to other people. Um, and, and sometimes people didn't understand her. Um, and, and this is the way sometimes it is, you know, with artists, with uh, people that um, are great artists, that sometimes in their personal life, uh, they face difficult, you know, different challenges. And sometimes you wonder, well, that person on stage or the po- poetry of that person or the music of that person is amazing. But I can't understand why in their personal lives they've had so many issues. Mm. And I think... What we need to do, I think we need to understand that everybody has different challenges in their life and we need to have a better appreciation and understanding of people that go through mental health challenges. She had, she was suffering with mental health issues. What she needed was understanding. What she needed was compassion. What she needed was, uh, was people that supported her and all those people that did provide her the support, uh, well done to them. And those that did not provide her the support, I wish they had, because if they had provided her the support, maybe, maybe Sinead would be alive today. Yeah, well, uh, 
listen, it, it it's kind of been fascinating listening to both of you. It's been fascinating listening to so many people during the week. On Saturday, tomorrow evening at 8pm, we're running a special tribute programme to Sinead O'Connor on the station. It's going to feature an interview that Tom Dunn did with her back in 2015, eight years ago now, um, in which they were ostensibly talking through her, her pre-show playlist. But uh, as you'd imagine, they got into a whole lot more besides that. It is a lovely listen uh, and some very poignant moments in it throughout the hour. Um, so that is uh, eight o'clock tomorrow uh, evening here on News Talk. Uh, Sheikh Dr. Umar Al-Kadri and Victoria Mary Clark. Listen, thanks a million uh, for speaking to us here on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy. With Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.